0: Gen Nation. Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the season preview. As usual, I'm here with everybody's favorite Canadian, Tyler Tambaline. Tyler, what is up, my friend? It's good to be back, Kenny. Happy to
1: be here, my man. Back to the Grind 2022 upcoming. It's going to be a good show. Got some good content. Before we get into it, want to remind everyone very quickly, this podcast and show is brought to you and presented by DraftKings. We'll have a good offer for you guys there later. And then want to remind you, it's time to fire it back up. Fantasy Golf National, fantasynational.com slash FGD. Get yourself 20% off your first month. But Kenny, we're back. We're talking the 2022 season. I know you've got some stories. I'm going to talk about what we've been up to over the break. Because when you break, you break. I know that. I and I love that about you. Yes, you do. So uh, I was, I was sad to miss. I was, I was invited. Hey, I got a lot of people messaging me saying, geez, you can't get back on a Mayo show ever. Can you? After that first appearance where you guys know, I completely botched it up on the list, Travis D, but I was invited. I had some other stuff going on that evening. I couldn't make it, but it looks like you guys had a ton of fun doing that draft. So hopefully we get to see how that plays out this year. We'll be doing one and done this season on this podcast where we're talking about it. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, 125 bucks, to get Into the race for the Mayo Cup, that's a good one, and then we'll be doing everything else as normal DraftKings, fantasy, bets, DFS, etc., etc., all mixed into one under one umbrella. So I'm excited for the season upcoming.
0: Yeah, the show with uh Pat and all the guys was fun. Uh, I got pretty hammered. I, I, you know, I'd worked like three straight, like 14 hour shifts in a row. I was exhausted, I knew I was going to be a zombie uh, on the show. Um, so I decided to be a drunk zombie, it would have been a lot more fun. Uh, that way, so that's just the way it went uh, for that show. Um, a couple of things during the break. I mean, first off, I think we got to talk about Tiger uh, and his potential uh, for the 2022 year. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we all saw <clears> that the, the father-son challenge. I wasn't going to watch it, you know. It's just sort of weird, like rooting for like a 12-year-old kid, uh, you know. And then most of the books didn't even have lines on it. Uh, but uh, you know, after they made a couple of birdies in a row. Tide lead uh, going into the back nine on Sunday. I had to turn it on. And we saw Charlie looking like Ben Crenshaw out there or looking like Tiger Woods uh, out there draining putts from 15 to 20 feet. All the pressure's on. You saw Tiger striping a ball very, very well. You also noticed a a pretty sizable limp uh, by Tiger by the end of uh, the two days. Uh, I, I think the one thing you can take away from that is I think we'll see Tiger back. I don't know if we'll see him back this year. Uh, I, I think the injury is a little bit too much. you saw, I don't know if he can get through four rounds. I, I seriously doubted it'll happen at Augusta. Uh, Augusta is one of the tougher walking tracks out there on tour. Very, very hilly. Uh, it's gotta be tough for him, but I mean, I mean maybe 2023. Uh, we can see, we can see that desire to win was still there. The disappointment in his face um, after he missed that putt on 18. Uh, that could have tied the dailies. I mean, little John and big John they are on little John, We could make some noise as well. Um, So uh, it was a fun watch. It was great seeing Tiger out there again. He drew bigger ratings than like the Open Championship did. And I can understand that Open Championship is usually middle of the day or morning. It's a little bit tough to get big ratings for that. But uh, it was a fun watch still. I think Tiger's – what he did coming back out less than a year later uh, and playing the way he did was really impressive to watch. But I don't see him um, coming back this year. I do see him breaking – um, eighty-two. He's tied right now. I forget with who. What, what is uh, Sam Snead whatever wh- his name is? Um, I think he gets one more win, and you know, it, it might not be next year. It might not be this year. Uh, it might not be within ten years. But if Charlie's on the tour in, in like ten or twelve years, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the Zerk. You know, maybe, 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 he gets, maybe he gets that 83rd win at like 55 years old playing with his son uh, at the Zurich, oh, Zurich Classic. Yeah, that counts as a win. Uh, so uh, maybe he gets it down. I'm not that bullish uh, on him coming back this year, but I think we'll see him again. Uh, I, I think the competitive fire will be there. And, you know, if he does get a win, uh, it's going to be one of the biggest stories in sports.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you love to see that. Like you said, the so first off that event was just crazy you know, it came out of nowhere kind of everyone was knowing, knowing it was on in the background, but now it's time to flip your channels. If you don't have multiple TVs to be able to get this thing on, forget everything else, drop what you're doing. This is worth tuning into. And Charlie looked phenomenal. The thing about Charlie, all the conversation on Twitter, everywhere else was around the mannerisms and stuff, which is awesome to see. It's crazy that he's basically his dad's twin when it comes to that stuff, but just the, under the pressure, like dropping those putts, what you didn't see, it's, he's still a kid. Right. And think about his age, 11 years old, whatever, out there doing it. So you'd think there would be even more. It was it was like he was just zoned in the killer mode that we'd always have seen Tiger in that we see guys now on the in the current tour of like a Morikawa. We'd say killer Kawa or killer can'tley where these go, go, go just go into a mode where there's no talking. There's no cheering. Do your job. Get it done. Go ship this thing. And almost did it. Look, it was cool to see some of the other stuff about that. Kenny, first off, Little Daily, I like. Little coocher, I can't stand just seeing that guy out there. He just tilts me, man, just watching this guy. And we've made enough fun of him in the past. I've even stuck up for his dad in some cases that we've went through in the past on this very show. But I'll tell you what. This kid was just tilting me to no end watching him. I think there was one point he was standing in Charlie's line or like crossed it to kind of throw him off and kick him off of his, his touch. I just don't know. Like, he really pissed me off. So I don't like him. Makes me dislike Matt Kuchar more now than than before, and more than even you maybe at this point. So that was the other factor of it. But it was definitely good to see. As far as Tiger goes, like you said, I think there's a lot of anticipation now. But yeah, he was definitely gutting it out at the end, just for Charlie to try and get through it, doing what he could. Um, The back was tight. You could tell everything there, but I just think uh, someone said it best. I forget who it was watching some of the stuff leading up and trying to stay on top of things here in the off season, just about the masters. Now that it looks like, you know, the joke around tiger sandbagging it. Clearly he looks pretty good, but like you said, being able to do four full rounds, the masters will always be there as a defending chair, you know, as a, Sorry, former champion, not defending, but now Hideki, but the the former champion, you're always getting to go back. So he can go back to that anytime he wants. If Tiger somehow shows up at a major this year or any event for that matter, it's going to be incredible. Must watch. Like you said, the ratings will be through the roof. And if he's contending, then just even more so. So uh, definitely a fun year ahead. If we get Tiger, great. If we don't, I'm just happy to see him back. And I guess to not go on too far of a tangent, the last thing I'll say I know there's back and forth opinions on Twitter about things like this. I'm not trying to take sides. I'm just taking my own stand. But the conversation on like asking him all the questions. I know it's the, the journalist's job to ask him what, why he got in the crash and how, and there's unanswered stuff out there. But honestly, like you said, seeing him with Charlie, that just was going to show it that much more. Be happy the man is out there. I said it, I'll say it boldly. The man that put these people in a job that made golf as big as it is that made golf media a thing is being out there able to talk about this stuff and still be alive with his children, still being able to be out there at a golf tournament with his son, having fun back in the limelight. And we'll be, tr- we'll be talking about him again and Holy grail when he comes back and like you said, gets that extra win to take down the record. I believe it's coming as well.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, it was a fun watch. Uh, that's all it was for me. Uh, it, it was a fun watch. I don't really care about the accident anymore. Whatever. Who cares? Right. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, other things we missed during the break, I guess, uh, uh, the match. Uh, <laughs> finally, uh, Kepka and Bryson. I, I think the one thing you can take away from that is Kepka really doesn't like Bryson at all. I don't think I don't think it's much of an act anymore. I think he really does despise him. I think what we saw at the Ryder Cup was more of an act uh, than um than what we saw, than everything else has been going on uh, with those two. Uh, Kepka ended up whooping that ass, uh, you know, and, and like you know, there was so, it was he definitely wanted to win. There was no doubt about that. When Kepka is is motivated, uh, which I think you know, this year you, I have him as one of my major winners. I'll tell you here in a little bit. Um, I, I think he gets it done. Uh, his game looked good. Uh, if he's healthy, I mean, that's the one thing I noticed about it. And Bryce is going to do his thing. Uh, Bryce is going to hit it far and be a fun watch, and it's going to be good for the game. Uh, so I, mean, I didn't hate it like a lot of people hated it. I mean, it was it was an ass-whooping. I think the 12 holes was perfect. Uh, I think that's the way it should be done. Uh, it took only a few hours, a couple, of, couple of hours out there. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't really care about it. It was about four or five months too late, really. If they did it right in the heat uh, uh, of their issues, it, it probably would have drawn a bigger crowd, bigger audience, uh, more juice in the event. Uh, but, I mean, the one thing I took away from it uh, was that, you know, Kepka was hitting a lot of good irons, a lot of longer irons, uh, and, and he was looking good out there, making putts. Uh, and it's good to see, and you can see, you know, you know, he's been through some injury troubles as well. When he's motivated, when he wants to win, uh, he could still be one of the best players in the world. Uh, So that's what I took away from that. Did you even watch the event, Tambo? No, you said
1: things that we missed and I made sure to miss it. But I I tuned into a few different things from that perspective. Uh, two, Two things. One, Phil Mickelson's a boss in the booth. So we know that. That's definitely true. And then two, it's like you said about Brooks really wanted to win. He did. And it just goes to show, I think it's, you know, we'll talk. I think later in the show, at least we should talk a little bit about Ricky. Just because, you know, when we talk about up-and-comers for the year, do we think Ricky can bounce back? I want to talk about that for a minute later on. But I just think it goes to show when the money's rolling in for the big names, for some of these guys, and they're getting the appearance fees for going over here, and they have all the commercials, the accolades, the, the, the deals that they have set up for making big money, it just goes to show. And I think that's the thing with Brooks. It just showed through so much. He wanted to beat Bryson's ass, and so he just did it handily. When he wants when he gets to a major, that's why he always shows up at majors. People say, Well, why do you think he wouldn't want to win a regular event? I think he does if he's in it. But if he's not, why does he care? Like it's done, it's over. He's, he could if he if he gets off to a good start and gets it rolling. He's not trying to grind it out to make sure because he got, comes back and gets his win. Of course, he wants to. He said this himself, but he said, like it's it happens. You come second, you come third, just the way it goes. He's trying when he's there. It's hard to win on this tour, as we've talked about many times on this very show. And I think at the end of the day, when he wants to beat someone or do something, he can. And that's what you got to remember about Brooks at majors and things like that. Or when we saw him last year at the Waste Management Phoenix Open when they want to throw out some what was it, 50-1? to 1, I want to say now, some ridiculous number. Like, you want to do that? I think that he sees that shit and you get the old Michael Jordan gift and he took that shit personally. And that's when he goes out and just handles it because he can. And like I said, health is a factor. But most certainly, he, he is, does not like Bryson. It's just two people that are complete opposites. Most people are opposites to Bryce. And I know you and I kind of go back and forth on this. Like sometimes Brooks pisses me off and sometimes I like him. Sometimes Bryson pisses me off and sometimes I feel bad for him. It's like, I don't know which side with those two guys, but that's why it's kind of funny that it's a feud. But like you said, the, the underlying theme here was it was way too late for the rivalry. They had the fake hug and everything like that going on when they won. Obviously Brooks has to do a good job showing the coaches and the team at Ryder Cup that he wants to be a part of it and be, can get along with everyone. I think Bryson truly does want to get along with him, and everyone you've said it in the past, I think you're right. Bryson wants everyone to like him, but he's so different that that's just not going to happen, and he needs to accept that. Brooks just doesn't give a shit, but it goes against him at times as well, where he's trying too hard. We get you're an alpha, we know you're a boss, you can go out and win, and you do cool shit, but you're, you sometimes you're trying too hard as well. So kind of complete opposites that it leads to that. But either way, my thing and my takeaway is the match is still horrible. I think it's the worst product out there right now. and can be a lot better, but, I, you know, it needs a lot more to it to make it work. And, and again, it seems like almost the same thing we see in many places where in football, they're always recycling old coaches or old commentators, or they must have played the game to be a commentator almost kind of feels like that. Whereas the match, it's like they try and cycle it in the same way. And I, I just want, I want to get like JT on the mic. I want to bring in some other players that actually can hold their own. That's why, like, it's everything you read about it was
0: Phil Mickelson stole the
1: show. That, that's what you hear.
0: Yeah, he definitely did. I, I, it's extra golf. I watch it. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with the match. I mean, let them play. I, I, you know, I'll gamble on it. It's, it's two guys playing golf. I'll throw some money down. You know, I mean, that's what we do, right? We're generous. All right. So I know you had a great break. I know you came uh, what second uh, in, at the King of the Beach, winning a cool what 150k, right? Uh, anything else happened good for you during the break? <laughs> Oh, the break
1: was good. You got, uh, you know, Christmas with the family was definitely awesome. First year moving back home. So getting to be here just these last few days with all my family, go a couple different Christmases, bring the kids around. But yeah, definitely a better Christmas for the kids, for myself, the renovations from before, help pay for some of those things like that. It was a, a definite fun trip. A little bit crazy because the restrictions in Canada are a little bit different when it comes to COVID and all of that. So we had to go down and get special tests to get back and do all these things. Like it was almost like a sweat every day before the Sunday sweat for the money in the finale there. But it was like, you had to sweat. Did you get a negative test so you could go into the event? The DraftKings was putting on, but a lot of fun. I've been there a few times, 2017, I'd come third. A couple other times I got down there and just didn't perform well. And then this time ended up going my way. So very grateful for that. It was an awesome situation. Like basically sucked. I, I left the room. I was so pissed off, Kenny. I was like, just Deontay Johnson dropped a touchdown in the first half. I was so pissed off. I remember going down the escalator from the ballroom and the guy who ends up giving me the trophy at the end, one of the VIPs, Charlie is like, where are you going, man? No sweat. I was like, no, I got to switch up the mood, man. This vibe is horrible. My guys are dropping shit, everything. I thought I was done. And then I came back from, I went to the hotel room, changed up my clothes, switched the vibe, came back. And all of a sudden I got like 40 more points and shit's rolling. And then it just kept going and going and going, worked out well in the end. And he talked about it at the end. He's like, I saw this guy leave to go change his clothes. And then he ends up coming in second. I said, sometimes you just got to switch up the vibe, man. So uh good mojo in the end came back. Very grateful for that. And it was made for a great break. Definitely. What about you?
0: Yeah, I liked that. My break was uh, eventful. This is going to be the beginning of story time with Kenny. And I'll give you a little disclaimer <laughs> uh before we start this story. If your kids are listening, turn it off. If you're at work, do not listen to this. If you're squeamish about raunchy sexual situations, just go ahead and forward, fast forward this uh, for about uh, five minutes. So uh, during the break, I got a new car, okay? Like $70,000, you know, nice, brand new Toyota 4Runner Limited, okay? Um, th- that's the beginning of the story. And so finally one day uh, I was actually able to take a girl, you know, back to my car and why my car there's reasons for this but you know, i got to christen my car uh on the way to the car and it's great because you know i this is the first time i hadn't paid for sex in freaking forever so it was, you know, i was feeling wonderful you know what i'm saying and so and so you know I, I, you know, I on the way we've been talking all the night and and, and she, she says these words she says i'm a squirter Tambo, in your time before Mrs. Tambolin, have you ever been with a sporter? To me, it's like Bigfoot, or like, <laughs> or like, or like, or like the Loch Ness monster. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear people that said they've seen it. But you just don't believe it, you know. I, I, like, I, don't, I, I didn't believe it, you know. But you know, I, she said she was, It's so I was like, oh, no. she's so gonna check that off the, the 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 sex list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what about you? What well, I was time? gonna
1: say, yeah. If you were if you were passing the buck, yeah, I was gonna say, as yes, one time, and to to be fun, like to be frank about it and funny kind of is that it was a known Bigfoot. So she was actually passed around. There were some Eskimo brothers Ah, involved that led to that. Not all together at one Uh time, separate. Uh But I'm saying, Uh I was like, you got to try this because this. So I'm I'm not ashamed to say I did cross that off the bucket list, Kenny.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was was intrigued. You know, this was like a, a new, new, new stuff for me. You know, I'm 40 years old. You don't see too many new things. You know, first off, it was only the second time I ever done it in my car. Uh, the first time wasn't even like full sex. It was road dome. You know, And I, I don't understand that either. Like, how can people enjoy road head? Like, I almost wrecked my car. I had to pull over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, I, I thought we were going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw, I, I I wasn't a big fan of that. I never tried that again. I was like, oh my God, I get to christen my car. All right, so, so you know, we, we get in there, right? We get in there uh, and still it's in the back of my mind. I was like, yeah, she's probably Bullshit, you know, I, I, this is like I said, it's like Bigfoot, you know, you know you, I don't believe it, uh, you know, um, you know, it, it, and then like so, so we, we get into it in the backseat, whatever, you know, I'm going down there with my hands and stuff like that, and all of a sudden, this jet stream of fluid flies by my face and like hits, hits, hits like uh, <laughs> the, the window behind me, like full speed, like if it hit me in the eye, I would have been blinded, you know what I'm saying, like just full force. I was like, what the... i have never seen anything like this before in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, never, ever, ever before in my life. And like, you know, we're getting into it. Like, I'm going down there like, you know, I'm Uncle June doing something, uh, you know, that he throw a pie in the face for or, or Tony Soprano does to Carmela once every year on his birthday, okay? I was down there. And first off, the next thing that happened was I was down there and she like squeezes her legs together on the side of my head and my glasses snap in half okay so my glasses just destroyed i like rip them off and i just throw them you know in the front seat um and, and so you tell these are new glasses so I, I had to go i had to go get new glasses because of this crazy squirter bitch but anyways so so uh you know and all of a sudden like shit is just flying everywhere like in my face and like i taste it I, you know i figured it was like it has to be like pee Right. It has to be. But like I've tasted pee before. And that's another long story, Uh, you know, sort of like a a Tom from Succession. I dated some freaks back in the day. Okay, it was sort of like that. Uh, Anyway, so I was like, this is not pee. Like, I don't understand what it is. And like it was just flying all over the place. Like the back of my car after that looked like it went through like a, a, a car wash with the windows open. You know what I'm saying? It was just flooded back there. Like my seats are leather seats, probably ruined. It was I didn't really enjoy it. Like it was just too much for me. Like shit was just flying everywhere. And I just I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. What about your experience? Like, like, was it cool? Like I thought it was. Just, I, I thought it was cool, but I was gonna say this too. The one thing about a squirter is that
1: they love to t- let people like they know that they're a squirter, so they want to yeah, yeah. sort of show it off in the experience, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So, uh, that's where I would say that if you like you said, if you had that happen, I'm not sure what happened after that part, but you were probably a little bit tilted by the fact that your brand new Toyota yeah. just got yeah. wrecked completely. I love the car wash yeah. with the windows down example.
0: I just, yeah, you know, afterwards, I was like, oh, you know, you got to get out, I gotta clean my car. And she walked back into the bar. I mean, that's basically what happened. And I spent the next thirty minutes drunk cleaning the back of my car, trying to get all this stuff cleaned up for my brand new car. Hey, but at least I got to check it off uh, the box. You know, Bigfoot was finally seen uh, by myself. So, so that was a that was quite an experience. Never in my life have I dealt with you know flying projectiles coming at my face. You know, in that type of situation. And I'm, hopefully I don't want that to happen again. So, you know, I mean. You laid you it know. out quite well, especially yeah. with the leg lock on the head there. That's, that's a good. She snapped my glasses in half. One <laughs>
1: bloop. I, I was, was gonna broke, ask you about the new God. spectacles so i'm glad you gave us the uh, rundown.
0: yeah so that's a story right there luckily my my I have great eye insurance and i was able to get these basically for free so it worked out pretty well but that that was my that was my story hopefully your kids and your wife aren't here to listen to this but yeah like you know if you want to comment on this go ahead and leave a comment on the youtube page or anywhere like what was your experience with this i mean was it fun did you enjoy it what do you think it is that comes out because it's, I don't think it's pee. There's no way a person could pee this much, first off. <laughs> uh, it was like gallons of fluid just flying out of like, it, it was, it, was, it was, so I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly what that is. And I'm really curious to know. any doctors out there, like, you know, OBGYN, the listeners to the show, maybe you know. Give me a heads up. Twitter, let me know. All right, so let's move on from, from my story. So that was my eventful – that was the eventful thing that happened to me uh, uh, this past break. Uh, you, know, it was, uh, you know, checked it off the list. Weird. It was weird. It was weird. All right, so let's move on to the 2022 preview uh, for, for golf. First off, we're going to start with the majors. Me and Tambo are going to go over every major, where it's located. Uh, I'll go ahead and do that. Our favorite to win – uh, and it may be a long shot, someone 50 to one or greater uh, to win. I know, Tam, you're going to talk about, talk about these odds. Talk about these futures yeah. and why you're not the biggest fan of them. Because I know you're not a huge fan of these type of future bets. And I'm not either. There's only one that I put down right now. Uh, and I'll let you know about that here in a little bit.
1: I, th- I think there's still strategy to it. Don't don't take me the wrong way here, but I'll explain because I kind of only hit you with that pre-show. I just said like, look, I, I picked the winners, but we're picking five, six months in advance in some cases. You're talking about guys and you have to have some reasoning behind it. And so I think there's some situational stuff where we know what's going to come up at the start of the season. And if guys do well in these tournaments, their odds will obviously come down and you'll lose a possible opportunity to get them at the longer shot. But what I will say is I definitely think, at least with most books, mine in particular, especially, have definitely adjusted to this and know that there's people out there that are sharper and are putting these bets in early and often and so then they start to say okay we're not going to do this and you start to see almost like everything's sort of priced down so where you think someone might be 150 now they're like 80 and at some books they're 66 or whatever it's where they've already sort of adjusted to that that I'm almost better off the other thing is we're talking majors how often I mean even if you had you know, a long shot winning the PGA championship last year, you probably didn't have Phil Mickelson, the long shot 500 to one winning it. So that's just not going to be the same in that sense. And so it's like, why would I want to bet John Rom to win the PGA championship right now? Uh, again, his odds can't probably get any worse than they are. They're very likely with how damn good he is to stay right where they are. But why wouldn't I just hope and pray that maybe something happens and maybe it goes from 13 or 15 to 18. Let's just use that as an example. So for me, Not as much. I'll talk about some of it in the long shot. So I do got a guy I'm pretty high on, quite well known across the Twitter sphere that I'm going to talk about just because I think about sort of the the front part of the season and how that relates as when we get to majors. But I I still like talking about him, Kenny. I'm excited to hear who you've got to win some of these events. I know you're high on Hovland, if you will, this season. So that's a good thing. We'll talk about him, many others too. But I think there's uh, two clear cut guys. If you remember correctly, last year, you and I said it, why don't we just take Rom or Morikawa to win everything, and you'll get at least a major or two, right? You have to between those two guys. It's the way it seems to go nowadays, and they're definitely fired up after getting their first and second for Morikawa now. Where they're, you know, Morikawa is on the way to the career Grand Slam very early, yeah. actually. But uh, you know, it's just crazy to think about these two just dominate these things so much.
0: Yeah, this could be incredibly stupid, but I don't have Morikawa winning any of these majors. Could be really dumb, but let's go ahead and start. Uh, with Augusta, with the Masters, everyone knows, of course. I'm not going to go over and belabor that. Uh, let's go over uh, my pick to win. I'm not going far off the board. I'm I'm picking John Long. Uh You know, I you know, four straight top tens in this event. The thing about Rom, <laughs> and, and you know, he's so good all around, and I guess it takes so much all around skill uh, to go ahead and get the job done. Um, you know, for like top ten, and you know, a stroke gain approach, top ten and stroke gain T to green. Uh, 41st or 42nd in strokes game around the green 42nd in strokes game putting i mean that's unbelievable you know one of the best par five scores out there uh I, i'm not you don't have to argue about him too much i think he gets the job done at this event this is the event i thought he would win first before us but now the us would make sense because he's also what top 65 in driving accuracy So top 10 in length, top 65 in driving accuracy, that's going to play at any course you play at. Uh, Also, you you can get him at 20 to one. I'm not making this bet, but you can get him on DraftKings Sportsbook at 20 to one to win all, to top 10, all four majors. He did it last year. The game is solid. I don't hate the bet. I'm not going to put it down. It was, you know. 30, 35, 40, I would have probably hit that uh by now. Twenty to one, of not gonna do that. Uh I think he's nine to one to win the masters. Let me hit, let me double check on DraftKings Sportsbook here. Uh, I have it written down, but of course I don't have it open. Uh yeah, I think he's I think he's like nine to one or something like that. I'm not even looking at at the odds for him. Um uh, go Who's your favorite to win yeah, Augusta? I love your off.
1: philosophy, and we do this so much. I'm guilty of it too, like listen, if I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks and you're only gonna give me two thousand back. No, yeah. it's got to be 3000 yeah. for me to even yeah. think about this. You're just like, screw yeah. that. But but I love the call. Obviously, picking Rom at any of these is not a bad pick. I like I said, it's Rahm. So you know, he's far and away, to me, the best in the world. It's not close. The consistency factor is there. Uh, I've got two others here. Uh, I'll name the one I'm not going with as the winner first, but I could see it. And that was, I was going to say Speed. And just because, listen, we talk about Augusta National all the time. The thing about speed, them you and I have talked about this plenty on the show. It'll come up later on the final one, uh, Major, that is, with the Open. At, even when he sucked, when he had fell off the map, he was still showing up at Augusta National. He was still showing up at the Open, charging for another Clara Jug. So I just think that's the thing about speed. And obviously at Augusta, all the windiness, the greens, etc., the putter, you got to have it. So with all that said, I'm going to go with his classic eating a hot dog friend on the field pitcher, Justin Thomas. I think JT is going to have a big year. He's my guy. We're going to talk a lot about him throughout the show, I'm sure. But Justin Thomas, the putter, has been the only issue, Kenny. And I think here's the thing. People might not remember it, or maybe they're not talking about it enough. Bones Mackay on the bag has helped another great putter, Phil Mickelson, win a lot of money. You know, think about the Masters in general. Just all these majors across the board. I think that's going to be a big help this year. Clearly, the chemistry is there. They won their first time out on the bag together for the like the first trial run. That's why they've teamed back up now with Jimmy Johnson going off the bag. I've got Justin Thomas putting on the green jacket this April.
0: Yeah, I think he, I think he, I, he he was up there in one of my short lists. I could see him winning the players. Uh, Again, it seems like, of course, it suits him pretty well. Uh, I think you can't really go wrong with JT. Uh, My long shot, this one is going to be all hail Canada. Uh, It's going to be Corey Connors at 65-1 to for the Masters. We've seen shorter guys uh, be able to to do well here, but, you know, supreme iron players. Spieth comes to mind. Zach Johnson, when he won here, comes to mind. Um, You know, guys who are going to hit the fairway, Uh, Still poke it out there, you know, 300 yards. Corey Connors can still do that. And then go ahead and hit his irons extremely close. The last event that I saw him play, I don't remember what round it was. I think he was shot like a 62 and lost strokes of putting. Like he he hit everything within 10 to 15 feet. It was incredible, uh, the iron performance that he gained. And sneakily, top 20 in four of his last five majors, including a top 10 at the Masters. Back-to-back top tens at the Masters. So he knows how to play in these big-time situations. You can see it. When I saw four top 20s in his last five majors, that's pretty damn good. Three of them went last year, and the fourth one was uh, the Masters the year before, uh, which would have been 2020 corona time. So it's been within the last 12 months uh, that he's done this. Uh, and so the guy looks like he's major ready. I think I'd like to see him win a couple more on tour, uh, but that's why he's 65 to one. Uh, so I like Corey Connors as my long shot to win the masters. What about you? I like Corey Connors
1: for the season. I don't have him necessarily pegged here for the masters, but I think again, a guy that just last year, it was kind of funny, especially in the daily fantasy role where we're playing in, where you just see him get completely disrespected thinking to the masters actually last year, I believe he was 6,600 was the price tag. And even at 20% ownership, who gives a shit? It's the, you know, you need a value play. It was clear in a way, the best value on the board and he came through. So I like the call, the guy I'm going with, this does tie into my original point about kind of laying out your futures bets based on things you know. And my guy's going to be Max Homa. I said, I mentioned him in the Twitter sphere earlier. I just think he's a, one thing we know about Max Homa is a closer. He can go and get the job done, but here's the biggest reason I'll talk about. He's 125 to one right now, maybe better, even a a longer number at some books, but here's what we got upcoming. So you've got the Amex, the Farmers, the Genesis, the AT&T Pro-Am, the WGC, the API, all events that he completely dominated on at last year, including the Genesis that he won. I don't think 150 or 125 to one exists for the masters if that's the case. Now again you'll say but he's also not going to win there or you think it's hard enough for him to do so? Sure. But that's where I'm saying, I at least am getting on a futures value that will probably drop versus stay the same or go the other way depending on how he does in the start of the season. But if he has anything like he, if he does anything like he did last year, pardon me, it's going to be a much better year and a much better number for him coming in that you're going to want this number now. So he's the only guy I would even consider out there at sort of that longer number. And it's more for that reason. The other guy I thought about, I know Ben Coley wrote him up. I think it was a good call. I looked at this well beforehand. Was Abe answer? I, I just like Abe answer as a golfer. He's a- like a- a Abe's like
0: Corey Connors. Same, 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 same situation. Type of game.
1: These guys they don't make enough mistakes to put themselves out of it, and they're that damn good when they're in it. And then don't forget about Abe, our boy, getting the monkey off his back in a big, big way. Think, oh, he's got to go pick up a win first. We'll let him get one here at the WGC to to take a WGC down with a bunch of money. So thinking about that as well, I just think Abe is a great play across the board this season. Don't think you can go wrong with very many of these places. And you got to
0: remember, shitty putters have won at Augusta. Mm -hmm. Uh, You think Sergio right off the bat, uh, Adam Scott. I mean, these guys—not the best putters in the world—but they have taken it down. It's not impossible. But yeah, uh, as long as, sometimes as it's long just as... those last six, seven holes,
1: right? We've mm. seen it again. We thought Sergio was out of it that year. Once he made that mistake, and, and then he ended up just putting it up on the par five, making that eagle, and then it was see you later down the stretch. It just happens. It takes one spark of momentum with six or seven holes. We almost saw Cantlay. We almost saw X. Remember the year that Tiger got it? You know, everyone was coming down the stretch, right in that mix. DJ was there. It just takes that lit at Augusta national. It's always that last little five hole stretch, six hole stretch where it's anybody's game. If it's a tight battle and it usually is.
0: All right, let's go to the PGA championship next at Southern Hills. I think I will be there uh, for the week uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it should be fun. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be played Southern Hills. You know, it's a par 71. Normally. I don't know if they're going to change that 7,500 yards, pretty long pretty daunting not the easiest course to walk on uh you know i think it's going to be a tough challenge think about the PGA championships nowadays it's not the cakewalk uh of the majors anymore like it used to be where it was always double digits i think three of the last five years you've seen single digit under par uh win the event uh so it's it, 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 they've made it a little bit tougher uh than they normally have uh you know when we were you know 10 15 20 years ago um my pick to win that is going to be Victor Hovland. I think Victor Hovland's going to be is my pick for uh, player of the year, money list, all that. This is the year this game comes together. Uh, you've seen a lot of first-time winners, uh, you know, first-time and only-time winners really at the PJ Championship, and you look at the names: Jason Day is only major, uh, Duffner, uh, Keegan, Keimer, his first major, Yee uh, Yang you know, you know, his, his, lone major win, uh, out there. Kyle more got his first, uh, at the PGA championship. Justin Thomas has his only, uh, you know, major win at the PGA championship. I think it's Hovland's turn local guy. You know, he's probably played the course being from Oklahoma state, lives in the state of Oklahoma. The game is good. You saw the last couple of events in the fall where he dominated, where he came back and beat Kyle by one, you know, however many strokes with the hero, um, so, so I. this is Hovland's year. The game looks better. He's driving it really, really well. His short game, still a weakness, but improving. Uh, you know, iron game, tee to green, ball striking. I think Hovland's going to have a huge, huge Morikawa-type year this year, and he's my pick to win, uh, the my favorite to pick to win the PGA Championship. What about you?
1: Yeah, I had him reversed here on my notes, so I'm just making a quick adjustment, but it was this. Uh, the next two events – Both the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. I think it's one of these two guys, but I got them right now in my notes, so I'll tell them right to you. Uh, Obviously, like we said, Rom is good anywhere, but my guy here. You talk about first-time major winners. Uh, rookie of the former rookie of the year, Olympic gold medalist. I think this is the spot he gets done. Xander Schauffele at the PGA championship. Like I said, I feel good about him at the U S open. His record has been better there, but I think this is where more of a get the monkey off your back type situation and then bring that momentum into the U S open where now they're really talking about him with all those top fives. He said there, top six, top sevens. And then they're saying, Andy's coming off a major win. So I like him for this tournament. I, I know the um, conversation when we get the long shots, I can kick it off. Will be around again. That same Ben Coley article, which is great, but like Matthew Wolf at that number makes a ton of sense. The Oklahoma ties, et cetera. But I was, I'm with you. I think if Oklahoma ties matter again, the numbers are quite different by a hundred points. But I do think it's like you said, it's just a much higher chance of a guy like. Uh, a guy like Hovland getting it done to me than Wolf. And you could say they're the same, but they're not to me. I, I definitely think Hovland's a step ahead. I think he makes a lot more sense here. I like him. I think he was 22 to one when I looked. Xander right there at that same number. I just felt Xander before Hovland for a major. But I was going to ask you, Kenny, before you do your long shot, who do you think between Xander and Hovland? I don't want to put Hovland and Morikawa because I think is two ahead already, and I think he's better. But Xander and Hovland remind me very – they still make some mistakes. They can get those second places but not close. They're both pretty aggressive down the stretch. That sort of stuff, which puts them in the position to have that potential to get lucky and ship a tournament. But between Hovland and between Xander, who do you you think wins more majors by the
0: time it's all said and done? I don't know. I think Hovland's got, what, five years uh, younger, maybe? Four years younger xander i'd have to give it to him he's just got more opportunity uh i think the talent level they're both extremely strong it's hard to you know go over it so hard one. to pick right? Between but, those i mean teams. yeah i mean it would be tough i mean the thing is about Ho what we saw last year a lot of the time was the bit, the one blow up hole yeah um you know i i think if he can avoid that in his game um or at least not avoid it but lessen it. Uh, because you know like you said he is an aggressive player there's going to be times when he just overshoots it uh and has it and you don't want him to be less aggressive uh you know i like i like that aggressiveness but if right. you just be you know a little bit smarter uh, when it comes down to a take your bogey uh when you know you messed up on your approach and overshot it um uh, that i think he'll learn is a with age uh, and, and i think Hovland's – i like Hovland. i just i have a feeling about Hovland this year. Uh, I think he's going to do really big things. Yeah. Who, who do you got for long
1: shots at the PGA championship?
0: My long shot's going to be uh, Matthew Wolf. I'm going, it's 80 to one. It's, it's a number you got to take right now because I mean, he's about top 15 in the money list already for the season. You know, he has going to have events. I, I think that that's one number that you're actually going to see go down and not get higher. Uh, at this point, it was eighty to one on DraftKings Sportsbook, at least before Ben Coley's article. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what it is now, but I got it at eighty to one, and that's what I'm taking. I, I, that's the only bet that I actually made so far out of all these bets, because I, you know, like you said earlier in the beginning, of, beginning of this segment, uh, it's just hard to judge where golfers are going to be, and you might be able to find better numbers. Uh, and so I just think, um, you know, eighty to one is just, you know, it's it's, it's just throw it in there. I mean, the guy uh, what finished fourth at the PGA Championship at Harding Park. Uh, You know, it looks like his game mentally is back. You know, the talent physically is there as long as his mental is still solid uh this year. And he's enjoying the game. I I, I eighty the ones just, just, just too much.
1: I, I like the other one there. Just of note, it was in the article as well. I think Coley got it at 200, but Taylor Gooch, we're going to talk about him later when we talk about up and comers and players that are going to have good years. Uh, He's just really dialing into his own stuff. I know Sam Burns, is all the rage right now. But Taylor Gooch is right there with him. So I uh, just didn't close and have those wins that he had. So that's the difference. But I definitely like Gooch to have himself a year. And his number, you could still get like 150 out there, no problem. I think, again, that's a number that won't be that by the time we get to this point, especially the PGA Championship. We were talking about the Masters before in April. We're talking May. That's quite a ways away now, Kenny. So I think that number would be a good number to pick up on right away.
0: All right, let's go U.S. Open. I'm just going to go ahead and go with it, Kepta. Takes it down. The guy is just great on those difficult tests. It's gonna be at Brookline, uh, the first uh tour event uh since nineteen ninety nine, the Ryder Cup. That's not even counting, the Ryder Cup, uh and the miracle of Brookline, uh, you know, with Justin Justin Leonard going out there, you know. David Duval doing this thing. Uh, yeah, that's what I remember uh, from that event. And of course, everyone stomping on Jose Maria Olazabal's line uh, while he still had a chance to make it. <laughs> not the best look, but hey, well, what's, well, what are you going to do? Uh, it was more recently Matthew Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Amateur there in 2014. I saw him at fifty to one. It's I'm still not going to take that bet. I don't care. If mean, if to one, maybe uh, fifty to one. No way on DraftKings Sportsbook. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kefka. I think he's twenty to one. 14-1, something like that. I don't remember the exact number um, uh, on drafting sports, but, but everything I said, you know, he's going to be focused. I think another major is in his future. Um, it doesn't seem like, you know, I'm not going to go overboard, you know, He's one of the best players in the world. He puts his mind to it. He's going to go ahead and have a victory in one of these big events coming up soon. It's been, you know, a couple of years uh, since he's actually had his major win. He's 14 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. He was my favorite uh, to win. Pretty not shocking is what I'm going to go with uh, at Brookline. Of course, you know, the course is going to be what the USGA makes it. My guess is going to be long. My guess is the rough is going to be up and also means Bryson's uh, it is it, in the mix on, on that type of course as well. Every U.S. Open, I think Bryson has a chance, uh just because of the way his game is, where he hits it so long, and he uses these same you know length club for his wedge the a six iron. That's very very helpful to get power out of the rough um in thick grass. So, but I'm going Kepka for my favorite. Yeah, can, what about you?
1: I, I can see it now, right? The headline Brooks line. That's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Brooks the Brook line. You, you'll see that out there, I'm sure, but. Like you said, it's just that right now, the number, I just don't care. I'll, I'll wait and see. Hopefully he plays like shit leading up and we can get like a 25 to one or something. That'd be great. Don't think it'll happen, but you know, maybe, maybe it could. There's, we can always dream, right, Kenny? So uh, for me, this is where I reverted it back. Obviously I could see Xander coming through here and getting his first. He's got a great U.S. Open record. I could see Kawa here. I've read a little bit of, you know, on this course, a little bit of the smaller greens, just tighten it in there. But listen, with smaller greens means needing a good around the green game, I think the best at just putting it out there, got length of his own, best in the world, no secret, favorite for the tournament for good reason, John Rahm. This is where I'm taking him. Again, like I said, just all-around game. You think about the toughest spots, the toughest events, Memorial, things like that. U.S. Open with the USGA, always made for the toughest test. That's what John Rahm is. That's what he does. He puts it in. He's got the best approach game besides Kawa, I think. So, you know, besides JT Kawa, a few names we could put in front of my guess. But if you just want to talk about all-around, with a good approach, great around the green game, can find the putter, everything there. You got to be perfect at these U.S. Opens pretty much, or, or really hope that others aren't like Brooks does and just cross them off the list and start from there. But I think John Rom at the U.S. Open is the easiest choice for me. All right. So my long shot,
0: it's, it's, it's 50 to 1. Uh, and I was a little shocked at the number. Uh, it's going to be, oh, I'm sorry, 65 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it's um, Harris English. Uh, you know, think about uh, you, an open champ, a U.S. Open, you, if fairways, if you can hit the fairways, you know, and, and, and still not be too long, and you're not that long, your, your long irons have to be good, your iron play, and, and Harris has that type of game. You look at his results in the last couple of years, two straight top fives at the U.S. Open. Uh, the game is strong. You know his confidence is up. Uh, you know, 65 to 1 seems like a decent number. Uh, for a guy who's what top 30 in the world uh, right now. So I'll, I'll go ahead and then take Harris English at 65 to 1 as my long shot at Brooklyn. What about you?
1: Yeah, I hate it. I actually don't like it. I, I said it at the top, but you know, some of them I just won't care about so much. Like Homa's 100. Again, like I said, I just I feel like a big year is coming for Homa from a long shot perspective. But when you're looking, at these odds, Kenny, and I'm seeing, you know, Tiger Woods is 65, Ricky Fowler, 65, Garrick Higo, 60. It's the U.S. Open.
0: That's that's why Harris Higgins is 65. I was like, what the hell? Maybe. No, no, I I don't hate it for
1: that reason. I'm just saying when you look at that board, like Neiman, or, or answer at 60, maybe answer could sneak this one through it. So I wouldn't bet it, but I'm just saying right now, looking at it, that's where I would say my head would go to, but you know, what's happening here. One of these top 10 guys, Rom, McElroy, Johnson, Kepka, Deshambo, Morikawa, X, Spieth, JT, Hovland. And then you get into like the Finau, Cantlay's, those types. So one of the top 10 is winning this tournament. That's my prediction. And I don't need to really sway further, further than that. There's no point. And going way off the board in an event like this where you just have to be so good for four straight rounds that's at one of the toughest tests that you'll find throughout the season.
0: All right open championship from uh what is it royal andrews. andrews i mean yeah and one of the you know the, the, the home of golf um i'm i'm going Dustin Johnson I, I had a tough time going here and i think dustin johnson comes back this year and wins another major. And this is the one that just sort of fell into the lap because I like, I like all the other ones that I've picked. So I just sort of, you know, last resort, threw him into the Open Championship. The thing you got to realize, he was top 10, uh, I think. Hold on, let me, let me I have this written down here. I actually did research uh, for this. He was a 36-hole leader uh, in 2015 uh, at St. Andrews before he collapsed with really, really bad weather. Uh, on the weekend uh, and then you know 2010 uh he was top 10 going in the sunday before a little bit of a collapse uh you know we're, st Andrews, is a type of game that you're going to need it's not like if the weather is not bad this could be a shootout like you know mid-teens under par or better now if it's like you know 40 mile per hour gusts and rain and cold uh You know, it could be two to three hundred par. Uh, We're not going to be able to know that uh, for about seven, eight months. Uh, So I'm going based on if it's a shootout, if if the weather's okay, if it's not crazy. I like Dustin Johnson. I think he has one more run uh, in him. So everyone's sort of putting him on the back burner with all of these new guys coming in. And you got to remember he was the most dominant golfer in the world, probably about three years. Uh, I, I think, I think he can come back. I think he can get this job done. And of course that he's pretty familiar with that. He's been in uh, contention at, uh, you know, as you can pound it out there, there's a lot of short holes uh, at, at St. Andrews. I mean, you can pound it pretty far and chip it up and, you know, go for birdie every time. I mean, if it's not that crazy uh, of the weather, if it's if it's really bad weather there, I might have to change my pick just a little bit, uh, and I might go with the guy I have as my uh, as my long shot. But go ahead with your favorite.
1: The Open <laughs> I, I love it because we might have to change our picks like we're going to remember who these guys are we picked throughout the season we'll have to remind each other right. across the board I'm going to be taking a snapshot of it make sure I set it up in the calendar or something but I like the DJ call listen we don't we, you know just a guy that got overlooked he could have been plugged into any of those spots we talked about earlier like he could win the PGA championship. Gets a little windy down there in Oklahoma. He's in the mix. DJ's always fine at something like that. And he's, you know, Hovland, Hovland's swing, even people have talked about as like his, all these situational things where DJ could absolutely show up and steal one of these other majors beforehand. But uh, St. Andrews, I thought about Spieth again, just because again, he's always been good at the open, even when he's been terrible, but I'm not picking Spieth. I'm picking a different guy here and I'm going back. The guy that usually takes time to warm up. I know there's a lot of pressure on every year at the Masters and that's Roy McElroy but we're talking the fourth major down the way, like even this past year, got the Wells Fargo win late in the season starts to turn it on, comes around, things like that. So I think Roy McIlroy makes a lot of sense at the, at St. Andrews, like you said, the home of golf, it just would be all too fitting for a guy like Roy Roy McIlroy to take it down. So I really do like him. I'm curious though, who your long shot is here at St. Andrews.
0: Well, first off the the obvious, it's not a long shot because I think he's 20 to one, but I mean, (laughs) he's coming first and second here, the last two times. Uh, they've played. Uh, So the guy obviously loves St. Andrews. Uh, and You know, he's coming in and, you know, he sort of deserves uh, another major 20 to 1
1: though, he's the guy you got to commit to. He was either your pick or he's not. You you have to decide.
0: He's not. My pick for a long shot, my pick for a long shot is going to be Mark Leishman at 50 to 1. If you remember, now if the weather is shitty, Uh, If you remember what he did, I think he shot like 64, 67 on the weekend on really, really poor conditions in 2015. His game looks like it's getting back to where it was. He sort of went through a little little valley uh, last year, but it seems like it's picking back up. Uh, You know, he played pretty well in the fall uh, in a couple of events. Uh, Again, Aussie, really good in poor weather type of situations. I like Leishman at 50-1 to uh, as a long shot pick. Uh, at the Open Championship. What do I think?
1: I actually like that call a little bit just because of the fact that when you think about he talked about it even like with the COVID break and everything how he just kind of didn't play golf or try that hard and then he's like I gotta get my shit together and uh-huh. then he kind of came back around a little bit so that's good to see and by that time I mean, his game should really be on a, a proper season. Hopefully I'm assuming everything stays on par with the way we should have it but uh, you know a lot of stuff going on in the world right now so we'll see but I do think It'll be good to go. And I like that call, uh, Usti, who you mentioned, but mine was going to be down there. It was Abe Answer. Again, 80 to 1. He's sitting out there right now. And you go down to like 40 to 1, and you're seeing Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, Patrick Reed, Scotty Scheffler. Like, Answer is the same as them or better. He had better yeah, 80 to more. 1. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Go check yeah, it out. That, that's one that I bet. A, so yeah, I, I, did I, I, I would one. bet that. Yeah. I would bet that. That's a crazy number. Yeah. Make sure I got go it ahead. right here.
1: No, no, go oh, on. Right. Yeah, right, Abe answer yeah. eighty to one. He's still out there. So and Harris English is right beside him at eighty. If you like him better, but I'm going to go with Abe answer at eighty. I just think, like I said, the guy is better than many give him credit for, and he shows yeah. up. And a lot of times, think about answer too. We talk about this all the time throughout the season on this show. But the strength of field matters. Like Answer's usually going out in big dog events. I know he plays some of the other ones too, but it's not quite like an Adam Scott, Sergio, you know, that type of situation. But at the same time, he does still play a lot of the harder events and show up and do pretty well in them. So I kind of think he's like a, an underrated Cantley, if you will. And we're going to talk money list here soon. Cantley was right up there on the money list. I think Answer was like top 10 last year too, maybe 12th or something. So the guy goes out and puts up good numbers, man. He, he can make some money. He can show up at these big-time events, and winning the WGC, I think, was so
0: important. Yeah, I, I just put the bet in. 80? I just put the – no, 65 on DraftKings Sportsbook was still a good number. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be lower by the time it gets there. Uh, you know, that's the thing that you have to try and guess, uh, like, like Tambo said, when it comes down to it. I mean, the Wolf number uh, I thought was crazy, and this one seems out crazy too. So, bet the crazy ones. Yeah, they, uh, they, you know, what do they say? The closing you know? <laughs> line
1: value. The Slansky yeah. Bucks, right? Well, will this number exist – when the time comes around, you'll feel you feel yeah. like you won when you get to the event and Taylor Gooch is no longer 200, but he's 100 to one. You're like, well, I'm 100 points ahead. Guess yeah. what?
0: He's probably still not fucking winning, but <laughs> you got him at 100 points better than everybody else. Uh-huh. You, know? yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you gotta feel good about that. All right, let's go money list. I'm going to go ahead and start. I mean, Hovlin's the easy pick for me. I mean, that's definitely who I'm going to go with. I got two guys. I mean, Hovlin's going to be one of them. uh, Twenty to one. On DraftKings Sportsbook right now, uh, I just think, like I said, we talked about that he's going to have a big year. But the number that really intrigued me was the leader, the current leader on the money list, fifty to one Taylor Gooch, fifty to one Taylor Gooch already in the lead right now, and he's fifty to one. And, and you know, he got that win. He plays a shit ton of golf. Um, you know, I, I, can he have a Burns type year? And, and win a couple more events you know three wins uh you know and, and a lot of events that could get you in the top five at least in the running uh for the money list going in to the playoffs uh and i think that number's great for a guy who's already a step ahead uh who's already leading the money list so i, I got taylor Gucci at 50 to 1.
1: All right. I like that. Like you said, it's already in the lead, so you can't hurt it with that number. I think there's a reason the other guys are there. And the thing you got to remember with this money list conversation is the players, right? I know there's WGCs, there's majors, there's things like that, but the players is massive for what you take down there. So you kind of got to think about that. And so I had two as well. I'm uh, not necessarily just from a betting perspective. We're just talking about it. I already talked about JT, bones on the bag equals money. That's just the thing. JT's been printing money as it is. And now you've got bones on the bag. I think that matters. He's always in the mix of these majors, WGCs, and he's the defending players champion. So I definitely think that works. And then the other guy, you know, I got the stands for this bit going, Kenny, the M in Morikawa stands for money. And that's another guy you can put up. there. I don't care. I know you might hate on him a little bit because he got engaged. So you think your man's going downhill a little bit, possibly, and you're on his boy Hovland. But I do think Morikawa is the other guy. Obviously, Rom, Cantley, those guys are gonna be up there for good reason. They just go out and collect checks wherever they show up. They play phenomenal golf, they collect that cash and cross-go. But I'm gonna go with Cantley and and with uh, or sorry, with uh, JT and Morikawa, two of the best iron players in the world, which I think can also help them at the players where one is the defending champ, maybe Morikawa goes and wins it this year. That's a huge boost to that money list and say, bye-bye, Taylor Gooch. Now, if Taylor Gooch wants to show up at the players, your 50-1 to 1 is looking real good, my man, if you can get that done. But before we get in, I know we're going to get in, Kenny, to the next segment. We're going to talk about some the year ahead, some up-and-comers, some of these names we mentioned, Taylor Gooch, guys like that. But we do got to talk about our ad freed from our special sponsor, DraftKings Sports, where They got an incredible offer for you guys, so check it out. The NFL season is winding down. The playoffs will be here before you know it. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still be a part of the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is now giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code FGD bet just five dollars on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious that's promo code FGD this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older NJIN or PA only New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred
0: GAMBLER. All right, so guys, that we think uh, can have they're maybe flying a little bit under the radar that we think they can have a big year. I'm going to go start off. We're going to start off on the top, and I'm going Patrick Reed uh, here, just because. You know, the, 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 he's supremely motivated in hate and being the guy who's left off and he was left off the Ryder Cup team. And honestly, it's going to be really, really hard for him to get picked as a captain's pick because he saw it last year. He was passed over. Uh, and there's this new young crop of golfers that are taking over. And I think Patrick is going to be supremely motivated. It seems like he's healthy. He went through a little bit of the uh, – The bug here uh, at the end of the year, uh, some injury concerns, but, you know, he he should be fully rested. He should be ready to go. Um, You know, I think that he makes a big splash this year. I think he makes the Ryder Cup team or the President's Cup team on points. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where he's at right now, but I think he's going to be so motivated. I see at least a couple of wins for Patrick Reed this year. What about your high-end guy? That's flying under the radar. I love you like guys with the name
1: Patrick and with the last initial R you didn't say Patrick Rogers though. You'll save him for later. You went with Patrick Reed. I like that yeah. call, but I, I don't know. I did it like a little different when we talked about just kind of some of the guys up there. I think that, you know, just naming a few that we see continue this run that we've seen them on and, you know, look at the list, Scotty Scheffler, I think still going to come out. He definitely had a much better year. I know he didn't quite break through like everybody wanted, but I think he's going through this season for sure. I think we could see cam Smith, Continue. I'm usually a hater, but I just, when you go back and look at the numbers, the strokes gained, all the metrics, the tournaments that he did it at the, the way he kind of turned his game around someone, it's more with the approach and the irons than just the guy you think of him as the short game specialist, or that putter gets rolling, all that stuff you're used to. I think he makes some sense. And then at the top, I just expect it to be the same guy. So anyone I don't say it's just like, if I'm talking about studs that just crush continue, I'm going Rom, JT, Xander, Xander. Cantlay, Morikawa, Hovland, and then my boy Berger would be the guy that's sort of the outlier there. But, like, there's still – I'm not naming Rory, DJ. If anyone was to fall back, I see it being those guys more than the guys that I'm talking about here. So, Berger, though, I talk about it all the time, Ken He's going back to that strength of field stuff. He he only plays in the best events. It's worked out. We watched him at the pro, uh, yo, pro AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am last year when he shipped it over our boy McNeely, who might come up later on in some of these underdogs. It just too good for these guys. When he gets into these events, you know he's just not known as the best guy, but he's definitely as good as any of them. And if he gets that putter going, he can definitely take down a couple wins himself.
0: You know, post COVID, Burger's been exceptional out there, and I think right. that's the real Burger. I think prior to that, a couple of years injuries, uh, you know, he wasn't as good as he is now. But I think what we're seeing now from Daniel Berger is what we are going to continue to see. So I like that pick. I could see a big year from him. Uh, Let's go middle tier. I think Cameron Chigali gets the monkey off his back as, as the most starts. I think it was the most starts on tour without a win. Uh, Correct. He's been so close a couple of times this past season. You know, if you could look past his faults on Sunday, uh, you know, iron game is so strong. The stats are all there. Uh, I think he gets a win uh, this year. Uh, I think he can prove it and, and finally get that monkey off his back. And who knows, when that happens, we saw it with Harris English. Uh, you know, recently we saw it with Webb Simpson a little bit more, a little while ago. Once they get that that monkey off their back, um, you know, they start. Coke look at Coke Rack out oh, yeah. there. He, you know, I mean, he never wanted it now. He's you know in contention all the time, winning events, uh, and so uh, yeah, I think Trigali can do that. I think his game is good enough You get over the mental hurdle of Sundays. uh, I think he can get that first victory.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's probably a good segue to talk really quickly about just some of the guys we didn't talk about. I hinted at Ricky earlier, but uh, the joke, our buddy Jeff Feinberg always talks about big Ricky, little Ricky. Speaking about guys getting the monkey off their back, Tony Finau coming through at the end of the season there. And now we didn't even mention him the whole show, but what type of season do you see for Tony fee now? And what type of season do you see for Ricky Fowler? It doesn't have to be the same or, do, you know, what would just, what are your thoughts on those two guys? I think it's an interesting one because always popular in daily fantasy, or at least a conversation piece Add speed in there as well. If you want to talk about speed too, I think those three are the ones that everybody's talking about all the time in our space and you just never know what to do with them. But what are your thoughts on
0: those three guys speed? I mean, Ricky, with, with, with these four majors, a hundred to one, Tony Finau to top ten at all four majors isn't the worst number in the world. Uh, he's done it before, uh, you know. He's got that win now, so he do not have to worry about that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I think he could just be 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 pretty good. Ricky, I'm not on. Uh, I got to see it more. I don't see anything from him yet. I, I haven't seen a glimpse here recently i know he played a couple times in the fall i i don't remember his finishes is not saying something right there right. i was just um, gonna say that yeah that's you know that's saying something right there so uh spieth uh I, I i think he's gonna have the way he's playing last year i i could see him continuing to be uh solid again like the real spieth i do yep. we saw for like that three-year period uh, where his game was in shambles uh, you know I think he looks fine out there and I think I think he can go out there and win and uh, be a force
1: yeah interestingly enough we agree on everything uh, sometimes we disagree but this one we don't I mean like at the end of the day you look at Ricky I don't care if he shows me I think he actually goes further backwards I think now with the kid everything on the go that he's going to have upcoming here I think there's going to be a situation where again he's kind of like that Kepka situation but he's not as good Cap, the, thing about, can... the
0: thing about Ricky is, you know, a lot of these guys when, when they when they sort of fall, when they're sort of down below, and they have a child, and they realize they have to, you know, b- provide and do all the things. You know, you see a little uptick in their game, and John Rom comes to mind just immediately about yeah. that. But the thing, but the thing about Ricky is, you know, he made, you know, he makes so much money already on the I was endorsements gonna say. and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, like he he makes more in endorsements than he does on tour, and he's going to keep that going. I mean, the pressure's not there. For him to go ahead and try to to win one for the kid, you know what I'm saying? Like he, the money's still rolling in, and he's not the kid's not going to go hungry, uh, you know. So, uh, I, you know, so, I mean, so I could see, uh, I don't see that. I mean, thinking about kids, I and mean, you can look at H33 right here. Uh, you know, he's got a lot more motivation. His paychecks don't come that easy. Uh, I think that could be good motivation for him. But going back, let's go to our <coughs> long shots, and of course, mine's gonna be Patrick Rogers. You know, I got to ride that train. If you watch the uh, fantasy golf draft. Uh, on Mayo Media Network, Part uh, Two just was released here recently. I uh, sort of stuck my neck out. Uh, you know, I was drunk, but but still, I like Patrick Rogers. Uh, I think what he did to make the you know to make he had to shoot a certain score like sixty six or sixty five or something uh, on the final day of the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, you know, to be able to make to get his card uh, for this year, he's in. Uh, I think he gets his win. Uh, he played well uh, in the fall. I think the pressure's a little bit off, at least in the beginning uh, of the season. I, I I I could see him winning something early uh, in the PGA Tour season. I like Patrick Rogers uh, a lot this year.
1: Yeah, I've got a list here, just because we only do this show. We, this is the first time we've actually ever done the preview show, but just to name a few out, it's sort of like our, our picks at the start of the season, just guys we're going to, keep an eye on. I don't write articles. I don't like articles, so I don't go out and draw up my list and put little tidbits by each of them, but some of the guys I've got here, Kenny, Seamus Power, liked him last year, got that W, could sort of do his own thing out of the tour. Taylor Gooch, we talked about. Mav McNeely, our boy. We'll be rooting for him. We always are. Danielle Kang doing her thing. He's got to catch up, so that's his broke up.
0: Oh, they did? I heard they, I I heard they broke yet. up. Someone Oh someone my God, PGA. She's done with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They broke he didn't up. Win. Hey, that's probably better. Yeah, maybe it's better. You're right. Probably
1: better. It's funny. she The guy couldn't close, so therefore he's out, right? She's done with him. She moved on. Maybe we should too, but who knows? Uh, Cam Champ, we talked about him before. The double C stands for closer and for clutch. We like Cam Champ. Corey Connors, who you mentioned, stands for close calls. Not quite closing it up last year, but maybe he does this year. And then Cam Davis, a couple other guys down below I like, but I think Cam Davis is another guy we've always been on, can come through again.
0: Uh, I like Mito. You know, uh, we got to throw Mito in there. Somebody who can do his thing. And, you know, he's going to play a lot. He's got his tour card secured. Uh, So I like Mito uh, a bunch. Uh, If if that's your
1: guy, I want to name a couple Euro climbers right quick, too. I think Euro guys to keep an eye on. Our boy Skyler and Tom Jacobs, they do the show here on the Mayo Media Network. You can check it out. It's an awesome show. But some of the guys they've always had me on and just that I kind of throw into the mix. is only a small list, so I'll rattle it off. But Thomas Peters, Victor Perez. Christian Bazudenhout, Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, right? Guido Migliozzi, Garrick Higo, Lucas Herbeer. This guy got two Euro wins and a PGA Tour win at the Bermuda Championship. And then Matthias Schwab. Those are the guys I'm keeping an eye on this year. Write them down, mark them down, do whatever. We'll be talking about them throughout the
0: season on this show. All right, that sounds good. I think that's going to make it a wrap uh, for this episode. You You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article every week on gupscorner.com. Uh, you know, the tournament of champions starts in a week. So I'll have my article out for that probably next Monday. Uh, Tambo, tell them.
1: Same thing. You can find me on Twitter, at Toetag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you guys have any questions. Head on over to Run Pure Sports. You can find all my work over on sports.com We've got a huge PGA season coming up right now. we still got basketball, football, everything else I'm doing and going on down at King of the Beach, et cetera. But with golf, it's going to be a huge season. Lots of content for showdown, regular events, everything that we've got going on. A huge team there to utilize. Use promo code DEGEN50, D-E-G-E-N-5-0 to get yourself 50% off your first month. Other than that, let's have a huge season, Kenny. I'm excited for it.
0: All right, that sounds good. The break is over. The grind begins. And we are fucking ready. Let's win some motherfucking money. d Nation.